Hey guys, how are you? We want to welcome you to our Man Church podcast. Uh, this is Pastor Brandon here with Pastor Robert, and uh, we're going to have a good session this morning talking about responsibility. Pastor Robert, how are you doing this morning? Doing pretty good this morning. I know it's cold today and it was hard getting up, but I think we're up and running now. And so uh, we want to jump into this right away. And you're right, we're going to talk about responsibility. We're going to talk about how God, from the beginning, from the book of Genesis, I think we can pull out some patterns in the scripture that outline what, that a man is really responsible uh, and his he, he has the responsibility to lead. And so uh, you have your Bibles, and if, and if you don't, you can, I'm going to read it right now. But if you have it, we're going to be in Genesis 2, verse 15. And uh, the Bible says, the Lord, took, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. And then verse 18 is the, the, wor- the, the word that actually shows how God noticed that it wasn't good for Adam to be alone. And he says, then God, the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. I thought it was interesting. I was, I was reading this and I thought it was interesting that God gave the command of what, of what tree not to eat from uh, and the command of the of the garden, the mandate, he gave it to Adam before Eve was ever made. And there's no record of scripture where where God came back and grabbed them all together again, yeah. and and reiterated, you know, the the mandate to Eve. And so I think it's I think it's uh, it's very critical that we understand that when God gave the mandate to Adam, he expected Adam to pass the mandate on to Eve. And there's the built-in, God holds the man responsible for the spiritual condition of his home, of his marriage, of his wife, and his children. God expects the man to know the truth and to know the commandments and know the decrees and also to teach them to his wife and to his children so therein lies the idea that every man has a responsibility to be the spiritual leader of his home. It's biblical. Um, I, I heard a guy say the other day that there were two bites in the garden, and uh, Eve uh, bit the fruit the, fr- the from the tree that she shouldn't have eaten from, but Eve did it out of deception. The devil deceived her into thinking that she could be like God. Adam who received the mandate from directly from God knew that he shouldn't eat that fruit. And then he bit. And so there were two bites in the garden. The first bite didn't bring death. Death didn't come. Their eyes weren't opened to their nakedness until Adam disobeyed. And so that, that I just always think, huh, I wonder if, if Adam would have obeyed, he could have redeemed the deception of his wife. And that, that, that's kind of an interesting thought. And I know this puts a lot of, of responsibility on the man, and, and um, that's what we teach. That's what we believe that a man is. And so when we, when we try, to, try to teach men about manhood and that manhood and Christ-likeness are synonymous, the ultimate manhood 
is when a man takes full responsibility, good or bad, for his entire family. And when he does that, he begins to fulfill and operate in the role that God intended him to do. So I think a lot of men get mixed up with responsibility, and that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today. I, I, I'd like for the, for the podcast to be very practical. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we always say things like, well, the man is responsible to be the spiritual leader of his house. My question would, would be, if I was a man and, and I was unsure, is what exactly does that look like in everyday life, in my everyday marriage? What does it look like for me to be the spiritual leader of my home? What do you think about that? Well, I think uh, when you say spiritual leader, the first thing I think about is, um, you know, decision making. You know, um, when it comes to making decisions concerning my family, you know, I have to make sure that I'm I'm using wisdom, that I'm that I'm thinking everything through and that ultimately the buck stops with me. You know, um, my wife and I, we we have an agreement that we will agree on everything until I feel like we need to go somewhere that we can't agree on, which is seldom. And what I'm saying is I'm not a dictator. I don't make all the decisions in my home, but I understand that ultimately I'm responsible for the direction that my family takes. So my responsibility as a man, when it comes to the spiritual things, man, I have to be a man of prayer. I have to have men in my life and a multitude of counsel. There is wisdom who can help me make important decisions concerning my family. Because ultimately when I make a decision, whether it be a financial decision, whether it be a move, um, uh, me and my family have moved a few times, taken jobs out of state, et cetera, et cetera. Those are big decisions. There's a lot at stake when you make those kind of decisions. I have to think about my wife. I have to think about she has to change jobs. She has to make new friends. My, my son has to change schools, whatever it may be. So when I make those decisions, I have to make sure that I'm thinking about everybody involved because that's my responsibility. That's just the first thing that comes to my mind when you say responsibility is decision making. Practically, how do I make decisions that affect my family? That's really good. Yeah. And that's it's critical. You know, if uh, a leader, that's one of the things that separates a leader from a follower is the leader has to make the decisions. And sometimes the decisions are not popular. And uh, I think what we get sometimes we get confused is we'll decide, well, I'm going to make the decision and we want to we want to just press our decisions through. But what, what really gives, I know in my life and with in my marriage, what really gives my wife the, the way I create an environment for her to come along. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it's not always easy, but I, I, I think about Adam and I think he gave him a, he gave him a mandate and he said, you can have every, every, you can eat of every tree of the garden. But this one thing, you know, this one tree, don't touch that thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, one of the things that I think is critical for a guy is if you're going to be the spiritual leader and if it is your responsibility to wash, your, to wash her with the word, with the word and the word being revelation, mm-hmm. rhema word, not just logos word. If that is your responsibility, then you need to know that word. And you need to be confident in that word. You need to know what it says and what it doesn't say. You need to know the attitude from the motive from which it's coming. You need to know not just the letter of the law, but the spirit of what, what that is that's coming. And as a man, in order to be a great spiritual leader in your house, you have to understand God. You have to un- know, know the Father. 
You have to know that he's good. You have to know the character of God because as we know the character of God, then we become that image to our wives. And that, to me, is, is so critical of why a lot of, a lot of women don't want to get up under the leadership is they question whether we are in the right motive when we take leadership. Yes. We, we talked to, not, not too long ago, we talked about you know, the position of a leader. Uh, it goes for a leader as a pastor, as a husband, as a father. There's a, the, there's a, a difference between having a position and operating in the function of. Right. Yes. Uh, pa- Pastor Charles Simpson really, really spoke into our lives that day in Alabama, talking about, you know, when when Jesus said, "Call no man father," you only have one father. It was because the Pharisees had an attitude of they approached fathering as position, mm-hmm. and they demanded a respect. They demanded them to be honored. They demanded the honor, and they said, "You're going to call me father because of my position." But when Paul dealt with Timothy, Timothy, he 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 operated out of function, not position. Yeah, Paul right. never Paul never wanted or was never after t- for for Timothy to call him father. He just was a father, and that goes for fathering. That goes for pastoring. That goes for any kind of leadership. If I'm going to be a husband, I should operate in the function of a gardener, and then. It, I, I just am because I operate in that function. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, I love that. I mean, you know, uh, you were talking about, so when I talk, talk about decision-making, the ability for my wife to trust my decisions comes from the decisions that I've made in the past. And that comes from the atmosphere that I've created in my home. So the word, uh, when he said to tend and to keep, the Hebrew word there is cultivate. And that word means to call forth or to make to become. That's what it means in Hebrew. So he said, Adam, I put you in this garden. Now make it become what I've designed it to be. So I think about that with my wife and with my son, with my friends, with my family, with people that I lead, that I minister to, that my words can make them or break them. My words are seeds. So I cultivate an environment in my home of faith and love and honor and trust. And because I do that and, um, you know, my wife, um, believes that I hear from God. And so that's a very practical thing. She sees me studying the word. She sees me praying. She sees that I'm not just going to make rash decisions because I have a want or I want to do something or that I'm going to consider everybody involved. She's learned to trust that over time. So what I'm saying is that the same way that Adam was in the garden to cultivate the garden, we have to cultivate our families. We cultivate our homes. And that's what you just said. The word husband in the scripture means gardener or vine dresser. It's one who tends to the fruit, tends to the plant. And our wives are like plants, and we have to tend to them and nourish them and care for them and speak life into them. And from that, we get the respect and the honor that that we so long for. We all know that men long for respect. That's how we're made. That's how we're wired. And so as you cultivate the proper environment, um, and really it just it's very simple. You think of others before you think of yourself. You know, you just you be like Christ, manhood and Christ likeness are synonymous. You, you start thinking about other people. How is this going to affect my family? You know, that's what a leader does. We just said he takes responsibility for everyone involved. He thinks about everyone and how is it going to affect everyone? So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I think I mean, so if you're if you're listening and you're you're taking notes, the first thing is to is to solidify in your mind that God has created a role for a man. Uh, it doesn't mean that a man is more valuable than a woman. Yes, 
God sees mankind as valuable. He died for he died on the cross for everyone. But when it comes to functionality and 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 and, uh, operating and have and family, there's roles, and there just is there naturally there's roles in our family. Yes, you know we don't have a democracy at the house, and and I I don't know many people that do. Yeah, if you're a parent, you know you've got to say no sometimes, and and so there's roles. It doesn't mean that that because you're the mom that God loves the kid less and he loves you more and gave you more authority. He gave you authority because because as a, he gives you authority as a mother to be a mother to those kids because he loves those kids. Yes. So let's take that up one step. He gives the authority to the man to take care of the wife because he loves the wife. Yes, that's good. And so sometimes we think that that, that kind of mindset is toxic, but it's not toxic mm-hmm. if it's done biblically. Yes. Now, it can become toxic if a man uses his authority for his gain. But God always gives us authority to serve others. Mm. He never really gave us the authority to serve ourselves. He, in fact, he's trying to drive my selfishness out of me. Mm-hmm. So since I've been born, since I've been born again through the Holy Spirit and, and through Jesus' uh, work on the cross, the set apart, the sanctification of me, my dedication and consecration over my life has been how do I get more of me but how does God get more of him into me and more of me out of me? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that if you're taking notes today, the first thing is settle in your heart, man, that you're responsible. And I, I just want to show you something in chapter three. After they've taken the bites and their eyes were open, God did not come looking for Eve. He came looking for Adam. That, that, that solidifies that you are responsible. He came and it says, the Lord God called to the man and said, Adam, where are you? He didn't come and say, hey, Eve, go get Eve. He said, Adam, where are you? He said, Adam, I, I gave you a mandate and there was an ex- expectation. I gave you authority. I gave you uh, all of the tools that you needed that you might cover this woman, you know? Yeah. And and so, so number one, Settle in your heart. Be confident. God is going to hold you responsible. Once you once you land there, and that that's the footing that you're standing on. I'm responsible. Then you start going back and saying, "Do I know the Word of God? Am I in the Word of God? Am I allowing myself to be discipled?" That's what what we do at Powerhouse is we we're really big into discipleship. We want every man to know the Word of God. We want we want you to know why you're saved. We want you to know how you're saved. We want you to know about water baptism. We want you to know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We want you to know about spiritual warfare because you're responsible to wash your wife and your children with the water of the word, with the revelation of what you get when you have a devotional time. And then beyond that, we need you have to pray. And so, and and if you if you if you settle on the fact that you're responsible. And if you begin the process of devotional time in the word and and prayer time, then your decision-making will start to line up with what the Bible says. And you'll create an environment where, you know, the word submit, when, when it says wives submit to your husbands, that word submit is actually a voluntary cooperation. That's good. It's not, it's not a forceful thing. It's 
It's when a woman looks at the man and says, I voluntarily choose to cooperate with your leadership. And that, that's, that's the aim of, what, of the atmosphere and in the environment that you have to create inside your home. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. I mean, when you say that, I think about a team and a partnership. You know, like you said, it's not a one is better than because, you know, the world is all about equality. and We believe in equality. It's not about equality. We're all equal in the eyes of God, but it is about roles. It goes back to what we talked about on our last podcast. It's about order, you know, but but that's really good when you say that it's a partnership. She has a role. I have a role. She has a function. I have a function. And so the key is to function within our roles. Immature people think that authority is to dominate others. And that's just, you know, we know that's not true. All authority is given for the purpose of serving. As a leader, I'm a servant. Jesus was a servant. He came and showed us what servant leadership looked like. His life was about empowering and enabling others to get to where he was. And so I believe that as a father, that's my job is to serve my family. Uh, as a husband, that's my job. So, yeah, I love the idea of a partnership to where, you know, ultimately I've created an environment. If I'm doing all the things that you're saying, it creates an environment where my wife wants to yield to my leadership. She wants to be covered by me. She wants to follow me, you know, because she trusts and honors that I'm listening to God, you know, so. That's, just, that's really good. I, I think, man, so, so just like, just recapping, I, I always want these podcasts to be, to be practical and to be useful and to be able to, to, to implement. So, so just recapping, you know, be responsible, know that God holds you responsible. It's biblical. Genesis yes. 2, he, you know, he gave the mandate to, to the man. And then he came looking for the man when the mandate wasn't kept up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes we don't meet. What does Dr. Cole says? Mediocre men want authority without accountability. And those things are important. You know, the second thing is, are you in the word? Are you being discipled? And you need to be discipled in order to, to, to walk in the role of a husband. You, you need to have men in your life. You need to be in, uh, have a mentor in your life a father in your life that can speak into your life, that can, that can point out the blind spots of where you are and where you're not. And the other thing is you need to go ahead and get out of this mindset. You know, Ephesians 5 is the most, is the most abused scripture that I've seen in, 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 the, in, in the whole, uh, sometimes in, even in, in, in men's ministry, because we, we just want our women to submit. Yeah. And, 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 we, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the man and you submit. That's a positional mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, re, if, you, if you listen to this podcast and you think that I'm saying, you, you've missed it if you think that I'm saying, hey, you're, you're in the position. You are in the position, but operating in the function is what will give you the credibility to be in the position. And if you'll just function as a man, if you'll just take responsibility, if you'll start if you'll start sowing into your uh, to your spiritual life and become a spiritual leader by leading by example, then then they will recognize your position. You don't need to call it out to everybody that I'm I'm in charge. You know? And uh, I think that's so so important as we as we move forward. And so I hope everything. I hope this has been good for everybody. I I hope you've picked up some some uh, uh, good nuggets and some good practical ways of of. Uh, of becoming a, a spiritual leader in your house. And, and if, if there's anything that we need right now in our world, and we all know this, is we need fathers. We need men. Uh, we need men to be fathers in their homes to their natural children. But listen, it doesn't stop there. We need men who will take responsibility 
for spiritual sons and spiritual daughters and begin to pour their life out into every, those that are around them and to raise up another generation that loves God, serves God, mm-hmm. and that is for God and that are kingdom-minded. So thank you for joining the podcast today. It was great being with you guys today, and we'll see you next time.